In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Psalm 130, verses 1 through 8, where I'll answer the question, why do I wait for the Lord? Psalm 130, verses 1 through 8 says, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. The psalmist waits for the Lord, and he waits for the Lord because he recognizes that the Lord is on his own timeline. He's on his own schedule, and he is not necessarily going to do precisely what we want, precisely when we want it. But if we orient ourselves to desire what God himself wants, then we can trust that at just the right time and in just the right way, he is going to bring about his purposes for us. This is why we can trust in the Lord, because we recognize that he is beyond our own capacity to fully understand. If you want to know why I wait for the Lord, here are three thoughts from Psalm 130, verses 1 through 8. Thought number one, the Lord forgives. The Lord, in his infinite knowledge, knows everything that comes to pass. He knows all of the slights, all of the sins, all of the failures of all of humanity. And yet, in spite of this, even though he knows this, he is still prone to forgive, particularly his people. We wait for the Lord because we know that we have wronged him, and yet he is still willing to forgive us in spite of our lack of faithfulness to him. The Lord forgives his people, which means we should wait on him because he is ever so gracious and ever so merciful to us. I wait for the Lord because he forgives me of the wicked things that I have done. Thought number two, the Lord loves. The Lord loves his people, and because he loves his people, his people wait for him. If you are one of the people of God, if you are his child, then you will wait for him because you trust that everything that he has promised, he is in fact bringing about. The Lord is loving towards his people. He has demonstrated his kindness, his mercy, his grace. And because of all of these things, we wait for him even in times of suffering, in times of persecution, in times of difficulty, we don't automatically assume that the Lord has abandoned us or left us, but instead we wait for him to demonstrate his faithfulness, his kindness, his mercy, all of those great qualities that the Lord has shown over and over again to his people. Thought number three, the Lord redeems. 
The Lord forgives, as we've already said, and the Lord loves. And a part of loving and forgiving is also the idea of redemption. The psalmist says that the Lord is going to redeem Israel. And we can extrapolate on that concept even further to the entire church, all of the people of God. The Lord is redeeming them, meaning he is taking them from their slavery is taking them out of that and making them free. We must recognize that we are intrinsically slaves to sin. And the Lord is actively redeeming us from this slavery in sin through the work of Christ Jesus on the cross. The penalty for our sinfulness is death. Christ, having never sinned, did not merit that penalty. And yet, he died on behalf of his people. This is how the people of God are ultimately redeemed, not just forgiven, but restored to a position of honor within the family of God. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Psalms 128 through 130. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible where we are reading the text of Scripture together.